Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. He really needs to know 
welcome our father our pastor our bishop Daniel Halley why don't you put your hands together for Jesus please wow. lift your hands and let's pray father thanks a million for your mighty word Thanks for your Holy Spirit. Thanks for this gathering. Your word declares that the gathering of the saints shall only be unto you. We pray as we are before you speak to us in a way that will understand. We come against every force of the devil. We arrest and bind the devil in this place. We restrict his activities. Lord, let your word come through to your people in the name of Jesus. Today, let your blessing come from heaven unto your people. Restore relationship, restore families, restore lives, restore health, restore marriages, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Say your loudest, amen. amen. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. It's, it's great to be with you this morning. Amen. Amen. My prayer is that God will speak to somebody. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I want to say a special happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. Wow. It's a blessing to be a father because God himself holds the office of a father. So we as fathers on earth are just representatives of God. And my prayer is that the fathers in the church will truly represent God. What it means is that you are in God's stead. That's where the word instead is from. In God's stead. You are in the place of God. So we must endeavor to act accordingly. What it means is that if God were there, what will he do? 
That's what we must do as fathers. So I want to encourage all fathers here. Let's continue pressing on. It's not an easy shoe to fill, but let's press on. And all of you children, keep praying for us. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Turn your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter number 6. We are reading from verse 1 through to verse number 4. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and that you may live long upon this earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. Here ends the reading of God's word. Then you say, thanks be to God. I now see why you don't pass your exams. Because this is about the 25th time I've told you this. And every time you forget. Let's try it. Here ends the reading of the Lord. In some places you say, may the Lord add his blessing to his holy word. Do you get it? But at least say something. Don't say, oh... Good. In this beautiful piece of scripture we have read, the Bible talks, is talking to two groups. The first group is talking to our children. I believe we are all children. Once you are alive, you are somebody's child. Somebody gave birth to you, no matter how old you are. There's only one person in the Bible who we don't know who his parents are. He's called Elijah. In 1 Kings 17, the Bible says, and Elijah. He just appeared in the Bible. We don't know where he came from. He just appeared. But apart from that, everybody in the Bible is somebody's child. And you are also somebody's child. Amen. Are you really children? Then the Bible is speaking. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am a children. Tell your neighbor. I am a children. Yeah. Because if we are not children, then I'm talking to the wrong group. Because today I came to talk to children. As you can see, just about 10% of us are fathers. But all of us are children. Hallelujah. So the Bible talks to children. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Why? Because this is right. Hallelujah. The first thing the Bible is saying to children is that being obedient to your parents is the right thing to do. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. If you have been alive longer than the Bible, then you can change it. But once you came to meet the Bible and you would die and leave the Bible behind, then there's something the Bible knows that you and I don't know. And the Bible says, as a child, Obey your parents. This is right. It's the right thing to do. If you don't know what the right thing to do is, the right thing to do is to obey your parents. Now, unfortunately, some of us have graduated ourselves out of being children. Why? Because maybe you now have a beard. Do you see? Or you have grown up so your parents can no longer tell you something for you to do it. Of course, there comes a stage in your life where your parents don't give you instructions anymore. 
where I am, my parents don't tell me what to do anymore. I mean, my biological parents, they don't tell me what to do anymore. But if my mother were to tell me something, my dad has passed away. If my mother were to tell me something to do, I would do it. I would do it. Why? Because the Bible says, this is right. Verse 2, it says, honor your father, thy father, and thy mother. For this is the first commandment with promise. It says, honor, as a child, your relationship with your parents has to do with basically two things. One is obeying them, and two is honoring them. So, if I were to ask you, is your child a good child? You don't use their results from school. That we did mathematics. He had 90. My son brought his report recently. Mathematics 93 or something. Or 90. This, that's not how you judge. Do they obey you? Does she honor you? It's as simple as that. If one of your instructions is that get 93 in mathematics, then you can use it. They have obeyed that part. No, don't get 93. Get 22 and see. You become a, a shoemaker. That has nothing to do with me. As for me, I know that when you are 18, latest 21, you are not living in my house anymore. So the rest is your issue. It's as simple as that. Tell them I said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will move you out. It's as simple as we don't even need to negotiate. You don't even need to have a meeting. As soon as you see that it's your birthday, they have written 21. Whether you are in university or you are still at home, that's your problem. You start packing your things to go to where you can go. Because I'll stop paying school fees, I'll stop all these things. It's time for me to enjoy my life with my wife, whom I originally brought to my house. And then you came. <laughs> yeah my wife I went to bring her you we were there and you came <laughs> yeah yes and when you came you won't be there alone you went to call your brother to also come yeah so back to what I was saying so as children our relationship that we must have with our parents or our father on this Father's Day is obedience and honoring them, treating them with respect, celebrating them. Your parents must be celebrities to you. Yes, yeah, celebrating them. Now, the Bible says that these instructions, they come with a promise. A promise. God has rewards. For people who obey these instructions. Now somebody will say, let's go to verse 4 before we come to verse 3. Bible says, fathers, ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Somebody will say, our fathers have provoked us to wrath. Our fathers either, and, 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 and it's understandable because we live in a society where fathers have either been absent or been abusive or been wayward. So, Children build a certain impression about fathers, which, as it were, justifies their behavior. But what it also means is that the reward for honoring parents will not be given to you. Mercy, 
Pastor, it's not my fault. You also can't get, like let's say, I am not South African by birth. Do you get it? I, I wasn't born, I was born in exile. <laughs> so, when something is being given to South Africans, it will not be given to me. It's not my fault. But it will still not be given to me. It's as simple as that. I can argue and say, you know, it's, not, it's my parents. I told them to be here to give birth to me. But you know, when, when Tabu and Becky was being taken to England, then my parents also went to England. So then I was born in England. Regardless, you are not. Therefore, you cannot. So to be, to benefit, you must become. It's the same way. Your parents, your, your father was wayward. Your father was absent. When there's a reward for honoring fathers, you cannot get it unless you become. Now, God is a just God. So he gives everybody an equal opportunity to get his blessings. So what God does is that he brings different people to father you. So maybe your biological father is not there. God gives you a chance to interact with the father. To see whether you will obey the father or you, you will not. Whether you honor the father or not. So that's where spiritual fathers come in. That's where guardians come in. Sometimes a teacher becomes a father to you. Or a parent to you. Say amen. amen. Or a stepfather. Somebody comes to step in the place to be, and it, you, I don't know, but somehow it either provokes a blessing or it provokes a curse. In, in, in Malachi 4 verse 6, the Bible says that God is turning hearts of fathers and children to one another or else the earth will be smitten with a curse. When there's a bad relationship between parents and children, what happens to the society is that the society becomes accursed. So God gives you a chance. For some of you, I'm a father to you. Who is a father? Three things that make somebody a father. Either he gives birth to you, which means his activities bring you into existence. Or two, he looks after you. He's a guardian. Then three, he provides for you. He feeds you. These are the three things that make... Some of you, by my activities, you got born again. Some of you, I feed you every Sunday. I look after your soul. Let's be be super spiritual. Bishop is the father of this ministry. But guess what? I am his representative here. It's as simple as that. Jesus said, he who receives you, receives him that sent you. So, the way you will treat Bishop, we can see by the way you will treat me as I'm preaching to you. Hey, Pastor, what has provoked you for you to say? (laughs) Jesus, nobody provoked him. He was walking in John chapter 10. When he saw the people, he said, I am the good shepherd. I'm telling you, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. John 10, 11. He told them. Nobody asked him. He told them. So, I'm also telling you. Now, three rewards you get from honoring and obeying your parents or honoring a father. Three rewards. Number one, the Bible says in verse three, it says that it may be well with you. 
The first reward is that it may be well with you. Amen. Amen. The first blessing is that it will be well with you. What does it mean for it to be well with you? It means that you will flourish. You will flourish. You will flourish. It means that you will do well. Many people are not doing well in things that they are doing. Look, my brother, my sister, they are frustrated people in, our, in, in this world. Very frustrated. Life is not simple. The hustle is real in life. Life is not simple. Yeah, it's not. That's why you see people go to school. Not everybody passes. You, you start, when you start, the biggest class is usually the lowest class, grade R. Not everybody crosses to grade one. Then you go and you get to matric. Then you see that not everybody crosses to university. It's like the number is being reduced as we go. That's, look, the hustle is real. Yeah. And there are so many people who are frustrated, who are harassed by life. But the Bible says, as you honor your parents, as you honor your father, a blessing comes over your life that it is well with you. Yeah. It is well. You flourish. It also means to hit it big. To hit it big. Yeah, to hit it big. Truly, amen. To hit it big. Some people hit, but they don't hit big. Yeah. I met a guy, he says, me, I keep all my money in my pocket. I said, then you are not rich. He said, I'm rich. I keep all my money in my pocket. I said, then you are not rich. Because how much money can fit in your pocket? How many pockets do you have? And how much money can fit in it? You have hit, but you have not hit big. Yeah, you have not hit big. When people hit big, they talk about money that they, you don't touch. They, it moves. I was explaining to somebody recently of somebody I know who has hit it big. He doesn't move around with money. No, no, no. He, no not even cards. Card is also another level, but he doesn't move around with no card. He just he himself. He is the money. <laughs> I see you hitting a big. Yeah. Pastor, how does he say? If he needs it, he says, ah, I like this thing. Somebody will buy it now. I think I'm hungry. Somebody, what would you eat? What would you eat? Okay, then it appears. You are thinking of car that you swipe. That's a level, but it's a lower level. At least, it's higher than people with cash. It's higher than people with cash. But there's a level where he says, I think I need a new car. Then somebody will which car do you want? Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I know another guy who has hit to the level where people bless him with things. Like when people bless, recently somebody bless him with a, 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 I think a Cadillac. 
He looked at the Cadillac. He said, I don't drive Cadillacs. And then he just turned and I said, I think you can have it. And then he just continued moving on. May you reach that level. May you hit it big. It also means to be successful. That it may be well with you. What it means is that, that you will be successful. You'll be successful. When you do something, you'll be successful. you do well at it. You will come up on top. Amen. To be successful. Some of us, your blessings, some of you, your blessings are sitting with your fathers. Your father just has to look at you and say, my daughter, you are blessed. From that day, you'll be successful at what you are doing. Successful at your marriage. Successful at your schoolwork. Successful at your business. Successful at what you are doing. Yeah, you'll be successful. It also means to multiply. To multiply. To increase and multiply. Yeah. It also means to bring forth much fruit. To bring forth much fruit. It has to come with a blessing. Many people who are doing things. Look, let's be real. Even if you take our parents, you will see that even those who have done well, they have not borne much fruit. Even if you are talking about earthly, whatever you call fruit, if, if a house is a fruit, mostly one house. I met a certain woman recently. She said to me, she has three children. She said to me, I don't want to die and leave a will, write a will. Like the will would determine what happens. I've written a will, but I want to tell my children what I'm giving them now that I'm alive. So he called his, she called her three children and said, my, I have a house here, it's for you. I have another house here, it's for you. And then this house is also for you. And the house I'm living in, by the time I die, I'll decide what to do with it. But you see, many of our parents, if we were there, now we have to even pay rent for them. May that not be your story. May that not be your story. Yeah. And it comes with, it comes by, I, I met a girl. She had just finished university. And um, she had this nice, beloved, good beloved. She, she just got a job. And I said, why don't you guys marry she said, I have to build a house at home first. So when I look at this girl, I'm wondering, when will she finish building this house? With this her job she's doing. I look at the brother, I say, you, you, by the time you marry, Jesus has come. <laughs> Jesus has come. And the parents of the girl, insist, no, she has to build us a house first. There are some of you looking at me right now. They are waiting for you to come and build a house first. Before you can marry. Please tell us so that we don't let the brothers beloved those you. Because the project is too big. I mean the project is too big. When are you going to finish building that house? Number two, may it be well with you. Look, my prayer is that Bishop will look at us here and say, you guys are blessed. May it be well with you. 
you will see the church will start to bear more fruit. Yeah, much fruit. Bear a lot of fruit. Number two. It says that thou mayest live long on this earth. The second reward you get by obeying your parents. And some of you after this service, you must go and apologize to your mother. You know, today I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of, because I don't want after church then you are crying. But you know yourself. Look, I met a guy, he, he, he locked his grandfather in, in, in the grandfather's room. Why? Because he, he had come back from wherever he came back from and he was playing loud music. And the grandfather said, look, lower the music. And he was still playing the music. So the grandfather went to turn off the electricity because it's the grandfather who pays for the electricity and it is his house. The guy got out of his room, carried the grandfather, threw the grandfather into the room and locked him up and turned on the electricity and then started blasting the music. Do you think that such a person, it will be well with him? And do you think that he will live long on this earth? says that thou mayest live long on this earth. What the Bible is saying is that, number one, you will overcome diseases that bring people to the end of their lives. You overcome diseases. Sicknesses that kill people, you overcome it. You overcome it. There are so many sicknesses out there that kill Some of the sick, even the scary one is the one that we don't even know. How many of you have heard this thing before? Somebody dies, then you ask, what happened to the person? So, he was fine. Nothing happened to him. He just went to sleep and he died. Now, how can you die when nothing has happened to you? When nothing happens to you, you wake up. So, it means something happened. Or something stopped doing whatever it was supposed to do. And then when it stopped. So, what they are saying is that the person was not sick. But if you, that's why anytime anybody dies, there's a postmortem. The doctors do what we call postmortem to check what killed the person. They check for two reasons. One, they check so that they can eliminate the possibility of murder. Because people don't just die. If a husband dies, the wife is the first suspect. Even if she was kissing him the night before, as a first, maybe there was something in your lipstick that killed him. You. If a wife dies, the husband is the first suspect. You may be crying, crying, crying. The police will be comforting you, but they are holding their handcuffs, just waiting for you to finish crying. Then they accuse you as the first. Once they see any foul play, first suspect. Yeah, because you have opportunity. And sometimes also you have motive. Yeah. So they do it. And then they eliminate the possibility. Okay, it wasn't murder. Then now they come to natural causes. Then they find what disease. What's, maybe your heart stopped beating at a point. Maybe this happened. Maybe you stopped breathing. Maybe your lungs shut up. Maybe you reacted to something in a short space of time. Then he kills you. So when the Bible says, thou mayest live long on this earth, what the Bible is saying is that these things that kill people, 
that you will overcome them. I see you overcoming the spirit of death. It also means to survive crisis. That you will survive crisis. Today we are just doing a simple Bible study. But I know you will be blessed. You will survive crisis. Life is full of many crises. Different issues. Yeah. Yesterday I was lying there and I was thinking the things I have survived up to this point. And as I was thinking of it, I said at each point it could have ended my ministry. At each point it could have ended whatever I was doing. But some way, somehow, I said some way, somehow, I said, you will also survive. I said, God has given me to you as a father to you to give you the opportunity to come into this blessing. You can't blame your mother. And hey, my mother didn't tell me who my father was. So I don't know who is my father. So this thing, I have to just get the, the, the blessing without passing the exam. You lie. You have to pass the exam. I am that exam. Yeah, I am that exam. You have to pass it. If you don't pass it, you don't get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen anybody writing matches? I traveled, so I couldn't write that matrix. You are not traveling. What did they say in the drama? You are not traveling. You can't travel. Can't travel. Can't travel. If you travel, you don't write the exam. Good. You were not around, but you don't pass. You come and repeat. Yeah. That you survive crisis. Your marriage goes through crisis. May you survive. When your family goes through crisis, may you survive. Amen. When your finances goes through crisis, may you survive. Amen. It means you survive crisis. It also means to make a comeback. To be able to make a comeback. Sometimes the way life goes, it like it throws, it derails you and throws you. A situation comes which throws you off course. Of course. Now, when you go off course, it's like everything is gone. But the Bible says, if the, this blessing that you will live long on this earth comes upon you, what it means is that you make a comeback. You make a comeback. You make a comeback. Yeah. You make a comeback. It's like things used to be very well. Everything you needed you could get. Suddenly you can't get it anymore. God is telling me to tell you, you'll make a comeback. Amen. You will make a comeback. Amen. Yeah. God will bring restoration. Amen. God said, I'll restore unto you what the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar have destroyed. God is a restoring God. Amen. This blessing, this is how to provoke that blessing. By obeying your parents, honoring them. Celebrating them. Hey, mama, on their birthday, I wish them happy birthday. Every day is their birthday. Yeah. Anytime is tea time. Celebrate the person. Yeah. Celebrate them. You will make a comeback. It also means to come through. To come through. Come through. Which means, look, something is ex- is being expected of you, and then you come through, you get it right, you make it to the end. That's what it means. That it may be well with you. So those of you joke with, and look, if your parents are alive, you are blessed. Amen. You are blessed. Amen. 
It's, some of you, don't, you don't have a quarrel with your parents. But you don't have a great relationship with them either. So as I'm saying, oh, well, this one, me, that's one, me. I've not taken my mother's wig to slap her. Even my mother, she doesn't wear a wig. So I'm free. I've not locked my grandfather in another room. I'm free. But you don't have a great relationship with them either. You won't take a phone and call them. Hello, today Father's Day, you won't take a phone and call them. Daddy, I just wanted to say happy Father's Day. You even take your father and make your father your DP or status today. No, no, no. Rather, Cristiano Ronaldo is your status. Yeah. Yeah. May there be a change in the church so that a blessing will come over the church. Yeah. Oh, Father, Pastor, but I feed my parents. Yes, to honor them. Do you treat them with the same level of respect that you, treat, you used to treat them when they were the ones feeding you? Now that tables have changed, you have to, hey, wait, you say what? You need 23 toilet rolls? How many times do you go to the bathroom? How many times do you go to the last Last month, I bought you 20. Now you're asking for 23. What are you using the other three for? Why? I bought you sugar, 2 kg. Now you want 3 kg. Because now the tables have turned. Mm, but, but daddy, when you were buying it, you used to say that to me. Yes, I'm your father. Now, if you are buying it, I'm still your father. Yeah, doesn't change it. In fact, if we are going by that, then you have to buy twice or three times because I have sown a seed. I must reap a harvest. The harvest is always greater than the seed. Don't even bring yourself. Number three, I close with this one. The, the third reward you get from honoring a father is an inheritance. An inheritance. An inheritance. Proverbs 13, 23, the Bible says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. He leaves an inheritance. So it's one of the things you get from your, your father. An inheritance. Sometimes the inheritance is physical. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's natural. All our minds are on is the physical inheritance that we will get. If I can get a house, if I can, if my father can 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 bequeath a car to me. Now a car that your father used. Joe 405. AM 5341. That was my father's first car. Up to today, I remember the number. Pijot 405. Either 405 or 505. I don't know about 405. The number was AM 5341. I have had many cars myself. I never remember the car number. Anytime you ask me, what's the number? I tell the security to check. It's written in the front of the car. Check it. But my father's first car, I remember the number up to today. AM 5341. Peugeot 405. 
Imagine that my father had put it in his will. I bequeath this car to my dear son, Daniel Harley. What would I be using Pijo 405 for today? Today. I mean, can you imagine that Lungani's child is waiting for Norma, Norma to be... You, how many of you know Peugeot 405? Please Google Peugeot 405 and put it up there so they know what I'm talking about. Peugeot 405. <laughs> Peugeot 405. Have you found it? Now you have to be quick with these things, Joel. Yeah. What will I use it for? Please don't spoil today. We'll WhatsApp it to you. Or Google it after church. You have a phone. Yeah. Sometimes some parents may not be able to give you something physical. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't respect them. You shouldn't honor them. Four or five. Let me see. No, it's not this one. This one is even more than... Have you found it? Hmm. Four or five. Am I preaching or I'm preaching? Yes! Oh, but mine was better than this one. <laughs> this is a Zimbabwe type. Fine and more, but it's something like, it's like that. I, I'm sure that's the one. Give me a full picture. Yeah. And I'm waiting yeah, that's what's up. This one, this is it. Five or four. Yeah. Then I'm waiting for. If if I was driving this to ten, no, this is a modern one. Give us the five or four. No, is it five or four? Yeah, that one. Imagine, imagine that you came to church, you, and you pack your car, you saw this, saw that car, they ask whose car is there, they say, the pastor who's coming to preach to you. You say, um, you know something, I will go home, <laughs> come back tomorrow. Because what, there's no hope for me. Yeah. But a good man lives, sometimes the inheritance is spiritual. Some, even before, yes, this one. Yes, this one. Even before we come to spiritual, physical. Yeah. I, when I look at my dad, I thank you. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. This is it. This is it. This is it. Yes. And I used to sit here at the back. I'm sure if you zoom me, you will see me inside the car. That's it. Yeah, you will see me inside the car. Trying to look outside. Yeah. It was white with a black line in the middle. Wow. Imagine you came to church and this is what I'm driving. Look, I, I met a guy. 
I had lunch with him. He said he had problems. I said, don't worry. I'll sit down with you. So I had lunch with him. As we were eating, he told me one of his complaints, all his complaints were about his dad. He was telling me that his father doesn't allow him to drive his father's car. Somebody my age. I look at him. I say, brother, you have just wasted my time and my money. Because the money I'm using to pay for the lunch, that, that you are wasting it. That at this your level, you have you have a first. He, he had a master's degree at that time. Yeah, master's degree. No, he had a first degree. One of his complaints was that he wanted his father to pay for his master's degree. And I said, okay, not a problem. That I can talk to your father to pay for your master's degree. After all, you don't work, you want to study. Why not? Fine. But the second complaint was that the father has two or three cars. Doesn't allow him to drive the car. I said, at this your age. <laughs> yeah. You are not serious. Sometimes they, 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 it's, it's physical. Everything. When I look at the things I do, and I do naturally, not that I don't have to learn to do them, it comes to me naturally. I just see my father in it. Yeah. You can wake my father up any time of the day and throw him in any crowd and give him a microphone. He'll just start to talk. And you have something to say. And something relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime. You just say, hey, these people entertain. He just, yeah, what's up? Then he'll start. You think he knew them from Adam. I mean, like, when we say you know him from, I mean, they were in the Garden of Eden together. Yeah. No wonder today I talk for a living. Yeah. Then I'm paid. I talk, then I'm paid. They didn't teach me in school. No, 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 no. They didn't. My father taught me how to dress up. How to dress up. Yeah. Yeah. No, he sat down with me. If you think I dress up, then you should have seen my dad. You have no idea. You are just starting. He taught me, he said, look, take a tie, do this. This is how to do it. Don't wear this with that. Don't do when you wear this, this, when you sit this with one by one. Hey. You thought I got it for Marysburg boys. No, I didn't go to Marysburg boys. Yeah. Oh, some of you as you are sitting there, as the way you are is just your dad or your mom. Because if, if he, he had money like this person's father, then, no, you are just a photocopy. Yeah. And, and usually those are the things that make you stand out. Yeah, those are the things that make you stand out. That's why on, at my consecration, one of the things I thank Bishop for was coming to my house every morning to drink tea with me. You will say, why didn't you thank him for the Bible and for the anointing? One of the things that I do anywhere I go that makes me stand out is just drinking tea. Yeah. Take the tea, drink the, the, the sophistication alone in the way the tea is drunk. People look at you and they, they begin to wonder. Sometimes they can, sometimes they are confident enough or humble enough. So they answer, ah, so, oh, maybe because you lived in England, it's not true. It's not because I, when I was in England, I didn't drink, I wasn't drinking tea. 
I was hustling so much that tea was the last thing on my mind. It's when I came back from England that I went to live in the same area as Bishop. Every morning he would just come. My son, wake up. Sometimes I'm even asleep. Say, my son, wake up. Then I'll wake up. Come, let's drink tea. Make some tea. Let's drink. Then we then we put the tea down. Hey, that's not how to drink tea. This. So start. Do this. Look. Anywhere, anywhere I get, when I get it, look, you are confused. You don't know what. I say, let me have a cup of tea. Then that's where they bring those their questions. Lipton, Roy Boss, five roses. Say five roses. Do you want all the five? No, give me three. Three of the five. <laughs> yeah. Keep the two for later. As you are sitting there, if you were to look carefully, you look all your attributes is either from your mother or from your father. Eh, no, it's, it's from this other, it's not from anybody. Your genes, who are they from? Yeah, you get an inheritance. And then more importantly, you get a spiritual inheritance. As you are in this church and Bishop is fathering us, we all have an opportunity to get a spiritual inheritance. We all have an opportunity. Now, you can clap. Clap for the Lord. I'm closing. Now, when it comes to spiritual inheritance, you have to intentionally make yourself a son. Or a child. So, I was coming to the church. It's not enough. You have to make yourself a son. Let's look at Elijah and Elisha quickly and we close. Elisha, when Elijah was around, Elijah asked Elisha, I am about to be taken away. What do you want from me? And Elisha told Elijah, I want a double portion of your anointing. Elijah said, okay, no problem. But to get that double portion, you have to see me being taken away. So all of us, we know that ah, once you see, you, you get the anointing. But you have to be positioned at a place to be able to see. Yeah. There's a way my children see me that you will never see me. I mean, think about it. There's a way. Why? Is it because their eyes are bigger than yours? Now, by the way, even if you have bigger eyes, it doesn't mean that you see more. You don't necessarily see better. Yeah, I said, oh, because your head is big, you think better. No, two, two terabyte head, so you think better. No, it doesn't make any difference. No. The reason why they see me in a way that perhaps you will never see me in that way is because they live in my house. They live in my house. They live in my house. And their position, where they are positioned themselves. Yeah. I mean, how many of you see me at dawn when I'm walking in my house? I usually walk in my house at dawn, like a security guard. How many of you have seen me like that before? Never. Not because you are evil, though. Because you don't live in my house. <laughs> so if you were living in my house, you would by all means see me. Because my house is not big. Once I come out of my room, every, it's, it's, I'm in the common area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody can see me. But because you don't live there, 
you, yes, you visit sometimes. But in the afternoons, I don't walk in my house. There's a different way I walk in the afternoons. There's a different way I walk in the mornings. And there's a different way I walk in the adult. Not that my walkings change, but even what I do is different. But because they live in my house, they, I, sometimes I'm there, I'm studying, then you see somebody has opened their door. Then they go back. It's like they are going to wee-wee. Then they see that there's somebody in the living room. So they come and look at me. And they go again. The reason is simple. They live in my house. Yeah. They live in my house. So to get a spirit, Elijah told him, you have to see me being taken away. Now, Elijah had 50 other servants who didn't have this opportunity to see him. They all knew the secret. If you see him, you will go. But they didn't. When Elijah was going, he was leaving them behind. As he was going, it was only left with Elijah. Then he would turn to Elijah, brother, go back. You don't have to go where I'm going. Elijah said, hey, I want something. I'm going with you. Until the point where the chariots came down and they took Elijah away. Then Elisha revealed to us the secret. And he lifted up his voice and he cried. He said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel. He revealed the secret to us. It's a father and son connection. Yeah, that's it. And Elijah saw it. Elisha saw it and cried. My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his clothes, his own clothes, and rent them into two pieces. This is the point where the mantle of, when he revealed, when he shouted, my father, my father, then Elijah dropped the mantle. Yeah. That's when Elijah dropped the mantle. So, seeing if he was not enough, when he explained, at that point, Elijah understood that this boy really knows the secret. It's by being a son. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. When he understood it, then the man of God dropped the mantle. That's where he took the mantle. Even when he took the mantle, he didn't know what he had. So he was just moving around, angry with the mantle. Just moving around. Please take a picture. We are going to have one day. I'm going to have a healing ministry. Take a Amen. take a picture. Yeah, take a picture. Yeah, yeah. He took the mantle and he was angry. So when he got to the Jordan, out of anger, he took the mantle and he smite the Jordan. When they were coming, Eli- Elijah used that same mantle to smite the Jordan, and the Jordan split into two. So when he was going out of anger, he smite the Jordan. Then suddenly, guess what? The, the Jordan split into two. That's when he realized that the anointing that was on Elijah is now on him. May you make yourself a true son so that you will inherit something from the Lord. Stand to your feet. Let us share a word of prayer as we close. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself quickly and say, Lord, help me. Help me to be a son. Help me to be a true son. Help me to obey the parents you have given to me. 
Help me to honor them. Help me to honor them. Lift your voice just a minute or two. We are closing. Help me to honor them. Help me to honor. I'm willing to obey, Lord. Help me to honor. Brantoski paloba. Sepola. Rapato braski paloba. Kemolobo. Lord, anywhere that we are, that we are falling short of this instruction, help us that it may be well with us that we will live long on this earth and we inherit a blessing. We bless you. We glorify your name. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Help us, help us, help us, help us. Help us overcome the deception that we no longer need these fathers that you have given to us. Help us. Help us. Lift your hands and let's pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted up. We lift our hands in surrender to you, asking you to help us so we don't falter in this area. In the name of Jesus. Let us honor the fathers that you have given to us. The spiritual fathers. The biological fathers. The substitute fathers. Anybody you have brought into our lives to father us. Help us to honor them. That these blessings will come our way. Let us make it and let us hit it big Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let us survive any crisis. Let us overcome every disease that leads to the end of our lives. That we will, we, will, we will live long and flourish on this earth. Above all, let us receive a spiritual inheritance. As we are connected to your servant, Bishop Dagewood Mills, let us be true sons that we may get a blessing. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078 078- 038 2166. God richly bless you.